Welcome back to another episode of the Most Wanted Podcast, where nothing is safe from discussion. Before we start, shout out to those listening on Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, as well as Google Podcasts. If you're listening from Apple Podcasts, make sure you give a five-star rating and review for the podcast. Also want to shout out those listening in on Anchor as well. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to like and comment on the video, as well as subscribing to the channel while you're at it. You can keep up to date on information regarding the podcast via Twitter and Instagram as well. All right. So now that we have all of that introductory bullshit out of the way. Uh, <laughs> bro, it's actually so annoying. It's but, always so forced. You have to force it out. I know. And that's the worst part about it. Like, I know I have to, but at the same time, it's a pain in the ass, too. Yeah. So as you guys can hear, uh, this is the second part of my Project YYC series. For those of you who are new here, pretty much what I want to do with Project YYC is where I want to talk to people who are up and coming in the city and whatever their respective arts or passions are, whether it be through uh, music, whether it be through Twitch streaming, rapping, being, you know, an artist, literally anything. I want to talk to you, see your mindset and go from there. And today I have one of my good friends here, Godwin, who's the host of the Everything Goes podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself, bro? Uh, yeah, Godwin here. Uh, I haven't done an episode for Everything Goes podcast for a while, but um, that's, yeah, that's kind of been my thing for a bit. And the home here is, is kind of taking over for the scene. You know, his podcast <laughs> is going crazy on all platforms. Come on. I want to say that, but appreciate the love, bro. Appreciate the love. But like, I want to start off first off by saying that no cap you're actually a big inspiration for me wanting to start my own podcast like you a couple people that i watch on youtube and one of my friends matab easily one of the biggest inspirations where i was like if they can do it i can do it too and i always love listening to you talk bro i just wanted to say that off the rip i'm a big fan of you i really appreciate that uh me personally me and my friends we had always talked about doing a podcast (laughs) and eventually it kind of became my thing just because not everybody's comfortable with, with, with talking on on platforms or having their opinion shared so eventually i kind of took control of it um and the inspiration i got was was from a buddy of mine uh, as well a ken you might know him um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's ken uh but yeah i, I really appreciate that because you as well you are a super cool and genuine guy who always supports uh the podcast so honestly that that means the world to me it actually means a lot oh yeah i mean like bro that's the thing because some people in the city i was actually talking about this with one of my buddies like last night like Mm. some people in the city really just don't push like you know support in the city and i'm like why It, it doesn't hurt you and if anything that's just giving props to the other person that just motivates them to do more you know so it never hurts to show love and i that's why i make it a point to always show love wherever i can you know yeah i mean you're never you're not really obligated to show support but it doesn't hurt to do like a retweet a like you know a share on a story it literally takes two seconds out of your time right oh absolutely so So i wanted to start off by saying you know what's what brought you to making the everything goes podcast like what was your inspiration for starting it so it all comes from psn calls actually (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you know how you know you'd be chilling in the psn call with your homies and it's, it'd be super late and y'all be talking about maybe, maybe i'll get super deep right mm-hmm. y'all be talking about some deep shit oh yeah oh sorry can i cuss nigga come on bro it, okay okay i just need to make sure i just need to make sure no you're good you're good okay but um yeah we'll get into super deep talks and we'll be like we're pretty sure a lot of people are thinking the same thing 
but we're not sure. You know what I mean? So we're like, mm-hmm. Loki start a podcast, bro, because the shit we be talking about is fire too. It's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. So eventually that started up and mainly the inspiration was just to get the word out like everything goes podcast is just everything goes on there you know just to be free and uh to speak your mind and and go with the flow wherever and eventually i kind of changed uh what i wanted to do with it Mm -hmm. just because as time goes on if you want things to be more professional and to 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 be bigger um you got to change things up a little bit so eventually uh i wouldn't say i wouldn't say i'm out the game for now but just for a while until the vid comes down a little bit everybody gets their vaccines and whatnot or you know as long as we can start meeting up again that's uh once that happens i'll be able to start up again and hopefully get you on and you know get some good content out there oh yeah absolutely i mean like it's nowadays when it comes to podcasting especially during you know rona like the amount of podcasts that i've seen like actually start up bro it's ridiculous like thousands of people are starting up just because it's easy and something that you can do at home right yeah i fuck with it like heavy right it's actually so much fun to do but the problem is is like some people don't have the necessary push to really like go forward with it where it's like there's always that necessary hurdle where it's like yeah you're doing it for fun but like are you serious about it kind of thing Mm -hmm. and most people are afraid not necessarily afraid but like are unwilling to do that extra leap forward to put in the extra effort the extra time and stuff because doing podcasts is like i don't want to say a lot harder but it's more complicated than what other people think it is yeah so it's like i mean you can like i think about it like this you can talk all day like with your friends if you want and mm-hmm. you know it's it's all normal at the end of the day but when you hop on a podcast it's kind of different you need to create something for the listener to be able to maybe relate to or to want to share this to their friends or do this or do that i mean eventually you're gonna find people that you naturally just cater to Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's not as easy as everybody may think it seems and i'm not saying nobody should be making a podcast but some of y'all you know (laughs) step up your game you know just (laughs) if anything just ah, i think a lot of people just have like not bad personalities but kind of boring personalities mm-hmm. so kind of just do something out of your out of your comfort zone and just go with that you know yeah because like i'm not gonna cap like initially i was a really shy person but mm. working at my family restaurant has definitely helped me change because i used to be really shy but like i usually would be like me around you know close friends only but you mm. know when you're working in a restaurant and talking to customers for as long as i have almost 10 years at this point you kind of get the feel of like you know how to talk to random people, how to make small talk work. And then eventually, you know, it leads into some deep conversations. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can apply the lessons that I learned there into the lessons that I could apply to in the podcasting. And so far it's turning out well. So no, that's smart thinking, yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much all I got there. But like for you, what are what are the topics that you like to discuss about on the podcast? I mean, it's really in the name everything goes but like (laughs) but is there anything in like particular that you like focusing around i would say the thing that i love to talk about most of the time is uh i like to any women out there don't take this to heart but for a long time i had an issue with um with women just talking about men in like in in terrible ways you know and then it took me a while to realize that you know there are things that men do that Mm -hmm. are uh not necessarily or 
wouldn't be the sorry i'm fucking up right now no nah, take your time take your time there's certain things that men do that just i wouldn't want that to be the focal point for all men you know i wouldn't want that to be their reference to all men so i was i was looking at it in like a negative way and i was like bro why y'all like talking shit about this blah blah blah. and that's that was that's kind of what i love to talk about like just drama in general Mm -hmm. i love to talk about it like local shit um twitter shit um twitch any of it man just i i love to talk about it and see other's opinions Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day it's it's all about opinions and and seeing what you can learn and take out of people's lives and perspectives oh yeah absolutely i mean like going back to what you said with regarding women and how they view men, men for the most part i felt the same way that you did at first but like you know i have a bunch of you know friends that are girls and we'd always discuss about these type of things yeah. and they and they really put in a new light on what i mean on what they feel because mm-hmm. obviously they don't hate like all men right but yeah. it's just that there's enough men to make the vast majority of it and i'm like oh shit that's a good point and it's like even some people that i've known have done some pretty fuck shit to like to girls and i'm like yeah i gotta distance myself from them and it sucks because you know we used to be close but like i'm not gonna be the type of person that wants to associate myself with those type of people you know so mm-hmm. it's all about yeah. you know enlightening yourself to new opinions uh different takes from different people and it's like all about broadening your your horizons in terms of exactly. your viewpoint i mean everyone can can say they listen but like you need to really listen and understand where someone's coming from to to really get it and for a long time i was really hard-headed mm-hmm. but now um yeah i'd say i have a new a new i've always loved women you know i, I don't i mean hey, hey hey i'm not but gonna disagree with you on that love for them, you know i have a new <laughs> yeah. found love for them and and everyone's flaws and and all of it you know come with the whole package because we're all humans you know none of us are perfect so oh absolutely absolutely yeah. but uh, i want to go to what you said with uh regarding twitter and you discussing twitter beef because oh my lord i still remember yeah i think there was a whole time where i was on twitter where i was talking i think i was doing like not home news central type shit uh bro what happened to, it disappeared because they're you know the everyone stopped talking calm beef. down it calmed down bro it calmed down beef ain't the thing no more you know and even then it's like i kind of i don't know i don't want to say i matured out of it but like it's just so i don't want to say beneath me as well but more so just like it's just some arguments between two other people who am i to start instigating between them two random hey people. i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and say but sometimes it needs to instigate to spice up somebody's <laughs> life you know? maybe maybe one time a summer you know one time a summer is, is cool well yeah but the problem was, was that it was happening so often and not only that but it was like why am i putting in so much energy for something that's like it's really nothing like of course it's gonna be funny but like at the same time it's like eh it's like really like if it's with close friends that i know of then oh i have no problem instigating oh people who know me know i love to talk my shit but at the same time it's like if it's with random strangers who am i to just stoke an argument between them and it's like that's why i just kind of like relax with it on top of that you know yyc twitter has just been like really chill for like the past Mm. couple months or so so i'm like i mean what's the point you know no i feel you i i i messed with it 
um but that's really uh like a grown man answer bro I, I, like i never thought of it that way until you came at it um in that way so thank you mm -hmm. for that bro hey man i mean it's like twitter is okay well i'm saving this for a discussion for like another day but like my general scope of this is is like twitter is one of the funniest places that you can be in for the span of two weeks everything mm -hmm. afterwards is the most toxic environment like on the planet mm -hmm. it's so fucked because it's like you could post some serious shit it was like yeah my grandma passed away and then you might get into an argument like a couple months later and then they'll bring up your dead grandma and i'm like yeah lord knows i'm never posting anything about my family members who pass away because if that's the case i don't want my family members to be brought up in an argument that they have no relation to i'm like yeah Why? with twitter you you gotta make those mistakes to, to figure that shit out because on the internet anybody can be who they want to be on the internet and even myself you know like i say i can say my a lot of my tweets are very out of pocket <laughs> I, I, a lot of times i'm just saying some reckless shit and i'd say it's me irl yes mm -hmm. but at the same time it's just playing jokes it's just you know to keep people entertained or just like certain shit i have on my mind and mm -hmm. i'll just say because uh genuinely i do not care you know who were to see it or what they were to think of me you know what i mean Oh yeah, and that's like the whole point of you know putting out your. That's the whole point of Twitter because you're just tweeting out your thoughts and you know. But yeah, what it you're is very, about. it is very toxic, if not used in you know moderation or you don't understand how to use it at all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you see something and you think your first instinct is to kind of get involved and to make an argument out of something, then you're letting things bother you that necessarily wouldn't matter to you, like IRL. You know? It's ridiculous, bro. Like, and it's like. In the internet nowadays especially has such a large effect on people's lives to where they're letting someone else who they don't even know har harass them for you know an opinion that they might have if it's in a fucked up opinion where it's like yeah you know blue lives matter or some shit oh i give full authority to roast like i don't give a shit but like if it's just you know a harmless opinion and someone's like, nah, bitch, you're wrong, and here's why, and just starts using derogatory slurs. I'm like, well, what the mm. fuck? You're just a nobody behind the screen. You, most of the time, most people are doing it for, uh, not validation, but like, I'd say to, to just amuse people, you know, because I, at the end of the day, cloud is a hell of a drug, and people will do anything for it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I completely agree. Cloud is probably one of the most dangerous shits on, like, in the planet. Because if mm. you have clout, like for example, Logan and Jake Paul have next level clout for mm. the fucked up shit that they've done. Of course, they were on Vine and shit, and they were like they were annoying, but you know, it wasn't necessarily bad what they were doing. But then you see what Logan Paul did in like Japan, and mm. it's like, well, what what the fuck? And he huh, that still gets me so. Well, bad. Let, me, then, let me ask you. Let me ask you. How do you do you think second chances are a thing for shit like that or not? I believe in second chances, but like there has to be certain a certain extent in where you're willing to give a second chance. Cause like you can't give a second chance to someone like R. Kelly, for example. Like there's there's no way. There's no way. So it's like say for example someone fucks up, right? But it's like a bad fuck up, but like not seriously detrimental kind of thing. Then yeah, of course you can forgive them. You're gonna look at them in a different light. But yeah, you can just like you know move on. Mm -hmm. But if it's something as bad as you know filming a dead body, like. A hung body in Japan it's like you should know better like there's no there's no reason that you should have done that like of yeah, course you no could have backing on that exactly like the fact that he saw it in his footage 
because he has to have been editing. There's no way that he could have just put the entire raw footage there. So the fact that he saw it in his editing room and decided to post it intentionally for the clout, I'm like, that's that's disgusting behavior. There's no way. So that I can't forget before. I, I yeah. can't. I, I, no, I understand. Uh, me first, like, I don't even watch Logan Paul like that, but I... I understand. I know where he came from, like with Vine and everything. And obviously, mm-hmm. because these guys are famous, you you can see um, what they're kind of doing on Twitter or when they make big headlines. And I can see that he's definitely a different person. He's not that like stupid idiot who posted that vlog or whatever he wants to call it. But I think I think he's handled it fairly well, in uh, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I think people should take a uh, take a take a line out of his book, you know, because I mean, if you if you were to let every single thing that because think about it, there's millions of people who hate him, probably 100. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Millions and millions of people um, who hate him. But he still kept going. He kept persevering. And now he has like one of the top podcasts out there on most platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making money doing this, doing that. And I'm not necessarily saying be him, but I think to persevere like he did is something kind of admirable and something that people should want to take out of his book. I understand what you mean because, like, yeah, people do fuck up. So I, I can't appreciate his how he's handled. Up. His was a big fuck up. It was God, major. It was, it was major. major. But like the way he's handled, you know, the PR and moving on from it, like I would, I would probably give him props for that, just because mm-hmm. it's like he's handled it really well. Considering his brother, Jake Paul, is some fucking idiot. Oh, that nigga gotta go, bro. Yeah, that nigga is, yeah. Oh, my lord. I can't wait for Floyd to punch out uh, Logan, bro. I can't wait. Oh, man. He gotta go. What, you you think, you think, uh, you you got me with that one? See, I don't watch boxing, right? So, I don't know exactly, you know, the ins and outs of it. All I know is Floyd is Mm 50-0, and Logan deserves to get punched. That's (laughs) both Both facts, both facts. So I'm like, okay, if Floyd loses, making it the first L on his record, mm. and on top of that, if a white man beats a black man on live TV, bro, we're all fucked. <laughs> bro, the way Jake did Nate Robinson, it already set us back like about a hundred years. So I bro. mean, if Floyd were to lose, this would be it's it's definitely gonna be a white boy summer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a white boy summer for sure. On some Ted Hanks shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I mean, Floyd is a exceptional boxer. It's just the height difference for me. You That's know, what I know. The height too. and weight difference uh, that'll play a big factor. But I mean, based off of what I've read, like Floyd is a very defensive type of uh, boxer yeah. where he'll like wear you down over time. And especially with a bigger mm-hmm. guy like like Logan Paul, chances are he might wear himself out trying to get a few land uh, hits in early. And Floyd is probably just going to take his time to relax with it. Keep in mind, I am no boxing expert. This is just no, yeah, no. You're correct logic. though. I mean, uh, Floyd is a defensive mastermind, and even during the KSI fight, Logan was pretty drained mm-hmm. um, early on. So it, it all comes down to, I guess, if if Logan can somehow land a big shot early, I think it's in his favor. But if Floyd plays his normal game, um, I think he should be good to win. Even with the the height difference, I mean, shit. I'm down. Yo, I'm not gonna watch it legally. Dana White can harass me all he wants. I'm not even invested in boxing, but I'm gonna find <laughs> an illegal stream for it. I don't care. I'm yeah. gonna watch that shit. 
Nah, I, go to a pub, go to wherever, bro. That that's gonna be the one of the biggest events probably of the summer. One hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, speaking about pubs and how COVID is affecting us, how has COVID really affected you and your podcast? Kind of going back to the main narrative here. How has COVID uh, affected, you know, how you record, how you handle everything about your business in terms of your podcast? I would say I kind of I kind of gave up on the podcast for a while (laughs) just due to the fact that I wasn't able to go out and record people anymore, you know, and even me. I was able to sometimes record online, mm-hmm. but at this one point, I wanted to get a big group together and do this this big podcast. Right. And I couldn't figure out the programs. And every time I would try to record, the the audio would get corrupted. You know, so it kind of got oh, to my head just being fuck. inside, and you know, not being able to change anything about all the audio that got corrupted and everything I couldn't do. And I mean, in a way it was bad yes or it's still bad but i think i learned to kind of you know be patient with things and you know i i believe that there will be a bigger comeback you know to come when when things open up i'm pretty sure a lot of people want to i already had like a a couple people you know hit me up just to hop onto it people i've never talked to like ever and there's a a bunch of people that i don't know who listen to it Mm -hmm. so well i mean yeah i mean like you've been as far as i know one of the first like up and coming podcasts, like in terms of my friend group, like in the city. So mm. you kind of laid the groundworks. Well, at least this is how I view. You kind of laid the groundworks. Yeah, I wouldn't say I laid like... the. I, I mean, I wouldn't say I was the first, but um, I think I've reached corners that I I haven't reached before. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's definitely people uh, who are listening that I had no idea were listening to. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like when people message you out of nowhere, just saying like, yo, I really love your podcast. It's like, uh, maybe you could do like, and I love the best thing I love about was when people message you saying that they love it. But on top of that, things that you could do to make it even better, like constructive criticism. Like, obviously you're never going to listen to someone saying like, nah, bitch, fuck you, fuck you and your family. This podcast sucks ass. I'm like, nigga, get off my timeline. Exactly. right. Like, it's not that serious exactly exactly but it's like people who message you saying it's like it's really just the way that you bring it up and like into conversations like yeah i really enjoy your podcast but it's like you know there may be a couple things that you could do better maybe get a better mic or like you know maybe some better audio software that you could use and i'm like yo thank you i'm always i'm literally so open for advice like every time i post an episode i usually ask afterwards like okay how did you guys enjoy it is there anything that i should improve on anything that you know that you like didn't like let me know and this is why I mess with you, though, because this exact thing happened with you. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I was pretty down because I wasn't sure on what I was doing wrong and not necessarily in a way of like the, the actual content, but just I knew there are things I, I could have done better, but I wasn't sure what it was. And you helped me to figure out, uh, you know, what I needed to to work on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty big for me. So I appreciate you for that. Oh, absolutely. Like just that's literally going back to what I was talking about. It's like it never hurts to give you know love to show appreciation to things that you actually support and then like if you want to see them go even further there's like it's simple just giving some simple advice it's like yeah maybe you could you know add music to the background or like simple things like that and they're like oh that's what you mean and it's just all a simple dialogue it's all that's all it is 
it's like if you hear someone's music and it they're close to you and it might be trash or there might be some things that you could have done better um as like a casual music listener then i mean obviously you're gonna take a listen because they're the consumer right they're probably gonna know what people like and i mean you know what you like but Mm -hmm. um as as artists or as content creators sometimes you don't realize when your, your your content is bad so an outside look on the inside uh is sometimes the best exactly like you're always gonna be your own harshest critic to begin with mm-hmm. especially like for people who you know uh what's it called record and edit podcasts because i'm not gonna lie i hate listening to my voice when i'm editing i hate it with a burning passion mm-hmm. and so whenever i play it back i'm like this sh- this shit sounds nasty i don't think it's gonna pop off the way i think it is And then people message me saying, it's like, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. You know, your voice is great. It's energetic. And I'm like, oh, shit, people actually genuinely enjoy it. And it's just all that dialogue from there. It brightens everyone's day. Yeah, it's it's not hard, guys. It's it's, it's really not hard, you know. It's a message, a tweet, this or that. It goes a long way at the end of the day. Absolutely. Like, honestly. Um, Are there any plans that you have going forward with the podcast? I know you said that, you know, you kind of have it on hiatus, like on some 100x100 type beat right now, but like... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's been gone for a minute, yeah. Uh, I didn't even notice how long it was gone Mm -hmm. until the other day. um, I had a, a friend go get a haircut and his barber was like yo what happened to the podcast because they apparently they listened to it at the barbershop so i was like yo that's oh that's, like that's crazy. dope so i was like damn you know i didn't even realize it's been so long since i dropped an episode and i was thinking of doing like a solo dolo thing but um maybe with the right topic uh i might get back to it um but i think in due time i'm pretty sure this summer um i'll definitely get back into it and hopefully things will you know, people are getting their vaccines and uh, things are opening up soon. Hopefully, after the the, the lockdown, mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll get back into it for sure. Honestly, the way Jason Kenny has been rolling this shit out for COVID in general, oh, he gotta go, bro. He I'm so go. sick and tired, bro. Like I knew the moment he was elected, I'm like, yeah, Chicago's gonna go into a shithole. And lo and behold, I was proven right. Unfortunately, like it just the- doesn't make sense as to why why would we go into lockdowns with the malls still like we could have avoided all of this like everything if the initial lockdown literally closed everything right thank you i've been saying that for so like if we took this shit seriously from the beginning i promise you we wouldn't even be nearly in the situation that we're in right now and it's ridiculous there wouldn't be um gyms closing there wouldn't be restaurants closing um down for good you know Mm -hmm. we would have had uh a lot more time to to prepare and get ready you know even with the vaccines coming in um going back into lockdown you can't go back into lockdown with with malls still open at what like 10 percent capacity that doesn't make sense you know like chances are you're probably not going to be shopping to at the mall for anything essential like if you're no. going to the mall you're going there just for like non-essential business so like maximum that things that should be open are like thrift stores because like you know they're mainly for those who are less fortunate than us not to say that we're all super fortunate, but like those who are, you know, uh, hard People on money. It, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like thrift stores and like, you know, uh, basic essential places that are actually essential make sense for Grocery them to be open. stores. You know, exactly, gas, exactly. Like the essential, actual essential needs, you know. A mall, you, 
it just it doesn't make sense for a mall to be open with the highest cases in all of North America, Canada and oh. USA. It just doesn't make sense. Actually, ridiculous, bro. Like, I'm okay. I'm gonna be talking mainly as like a person who owns like a family business, like as a restaurant owner. Right. Like the fact that we have to open up and close and then open again and then close again. It's like there's no continuity. How can we plan for any of this shit? Like mm-hmm. at all. Like, I remember when we first had to close down the restaurant back in, shit, March of last year. So it's been a, more than a year at this point. So we closed down the restaurant for like 10 days when things were actually like first going off. So we closed it for 10 days and then we had to open up, but you know, only for, we had to change our hours. It was only takeout and delivery. And we're like, well, fuck, like this is messed up. And so what we decided to do, because we knew people were like down bad, like, you know, economically, and you know, we're, we've been in the restaurant, like in the community for about almost 25 years at this point. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, what we want to do is like, we want to give back to the community because we know people who are going, you know, through hard times right now. So about every Wednesday for about a month or so from like 12 to four, what we did was uh, we had like a steam table set up and people could come in, you know, obviously be blocked off at the door. But they'd be asking for like either a mixed like a meat and veggie platter or you know just a veggie platter and we give it to them for free and like some people who couldn't you know come down to the restaurant to pick it up uh my dad or my brother would actually go to their apartment or house to actually go drop it off for wow, them oh really oh yeah but the and we would love to do it again but the problem is the way that COVID has been hitting like small businesses in general makes it so then doing small things like that you, you can't afford it and it mm-hmm. sucks ass because we love giving back to the community but it's just like there's no there's no money for it, there's no inventory for it it's ridiculous and i remember yeah, a lot of things that shit's fucked up like i remember remember when things were opening up again like march 8th of this year yeah bro we did not know any of that was gonna happen until the day before until the announcement came out like we were watching the news as a family and all of a sudden we see we see that from the press conference and we're like, wait, what? And it was like, we didn't get any time ahead to prepare. Like if they messaged us probably a week beforehand with those like notions, it's like, yeah, we're planning on doing this, 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 please make sure that, you know, you're all prepared to go and you know, the necessary precautions. Then we're like, okay, then we can prepare for that. But the problem was they let, we found out the same time as everyone else finding out. Mm-hmm. And that throws, you know, that we have to buy drinks again because we don't really sell drinks besides, you know, pop and stuff for takeout and shit. And so now we have to restock on inventory in terms of drinks. We have to buy even more inventory for food because it's already, we're buying enough for just takeout. Then we have to account for people dining in at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to account for, you know, people with COVID, making sure people have masks and like no mask. And it's, it's so, it's such a hassle dealing with this provincial government because they don't tell you shit. The guidelines mean, at this point, the guidelines mean nothing because you see people going to a whole fucking rodeo in Alberta. Oh, I seen that on Instagram, actually. It's, oh, it's so ridiculous because it's like, and they say, and their notion is like, oh yeah, we love small businesses. We want them to open up. Okay, sure, fine. You can do that. But the problem is you're the reason why we are closed. Like if you followed the guidelines, we could have been opened up at a much sooner day opening up to more people because chances are more people would be safe with it and as a result like most of the businesses down on 10th street where the restaurant is aren't going down under it's it's ridiculous my bad for going on a rant but it still pisses me off to this day 
it's understandable because there's a lot of frustrations that people have have gone through and the government just hasn't they don't understand um what the normal people have to kind of go through you know like people who have the small businesses and the people who like uh, there's there's a gym a couple of my friends go to that had to close down just because we went into like what four lockdowns four or five lock maybe even more right um and it's uh, it's sad to see uh, that the government isn't really even listening to what people have to say mm-hmm. um, and just see numbers rise. All right, guys, we're going to go back. Same guidelines. And then we'll open up again. And it's, that's it. It's ridiculous. Like, honestly, if we took like, for example, you see Australia and New Zealand, they're having whole rugby games. They're having concerts. Stadiums are filled. Stadiums man, are it's... filled. Like even Wuhan. Like the place that it originated are having concerts again with full capacity. I'm like, are you yeah. fucking serious? Like, no disrespect to China whatsoever. They actually handled the virus like correctly. Like everything was shut down. It was military was giving out food and shit. But now is it like of course you're harming like your um what's it called? Like you're going against, you know, a little bit of the constitutional rights where it's like, you know, freedom of, you know, moving around and stuff. But some things have to be pushed around like some rules have to be bent in order for the safety and well-being of everyone right because you don't want a whole virus enveloping your entire country and then spreading around to other countries as well that's a whole international crisis that no one wants to deal with yeah but unfortunately countries in like north america are ridiculous it's honestly ridiculous it's just a sacrifice that should have been made honestly if it were me let me think like a government official once (laughs) once serve came out bro i would have just put everybody in the crib if Bro. Serbs out, I'm putting everybody in the crib except for essential workers, right? Mm-hmm. And they're getting like uh, their pay at probably like a a higher rate just due to the fact that they're working at a time that uh, is is very tough for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then you know, lock it down for a month, and then come out like you got money, you got this, you got that. Not now, I'm not a government. I don't know how the money works. I don't know how the taxes is gonna work. Mm-hmm. Personally, that doesn't matter to me, but that's just how I would do it. Like, I would never want to be in a position of, like, Jason Kenney or Trudeau at this moment because that's going to be way too complicated to deal with, you know, the financial yeah. repercussions, you know, dealing with citizen, like, citizen unrest and stuff like that. I would hate to be in that position. But at the same time, it's like, the answers are really clear, but they're trying to avoid it for the sake of, you know, them being reelected. And that's all politics is. It's a two-step process. You get power and you stay in power. Oh, Kenny's gone though. Kenny's gone. If the I young people so. actually vote, like if we actually vote, Kenny's gone, bro. That's the problem with Alberta because Alberta is full of. It's pretty much like the Texas of Canada, and it's True. full of conservatives. And the problem is, is that the NDP haven't really done anything for the most part, and the Liberals are way too weak to be even thought of to be elected in this province. So it's like if you think about it, it's either the conservatives. Or who else? There used to be the Wild Rose Party, but they merged with the with the Conservative Party. So it's like, what can you do? The Conservatives have been in power for like what, fifty or so years, probably more at this point. Mm. It's ridiculous, and it's like, and the same thing applies to how they deal with like oil and gas as well, because it's like we could have moved on from oil and gas and not been in this situation decades ago. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that since oil and gas gives such a short-term monet- like monetary uh, value, it's like such a high amount of money that you'd be getting, but that's only in terms of the short-term. 
what we could have done is like probably decades ago, we could have started slowly weaning ourselves off of oil and gas and start enveloping ourselves into like renewable resources like, you know, solar power, uh, wind turbines, you know, dams, geothermal energy, and like slowly but surely wean ourselves off of oil and gas, which not only helps us monetarily because those are better investments in the long term, because oil and gas is like, it's a non-renewable resource. It's just going to run out at some point. So that's not only going to help us out financially, but at the same time, it's going to help us out in the climate change department. And Alberta is one of the worst in that department. They say, oh yeah, all of our shit is clean. It's no problem with it. Bullshit. We all know anytime you're involving anything with oil and gas, there's definitely going to be harm to the environment. Always. Always. It's what our, uh, it's what our province was built on, you know, the whole economy. And that's the problem. Like we're too... Alberta itself is too traditionalist in its values where they're too dug deep into their into their mindset and like oh yeah this is tradition this is what we've always done and it will never change sure okay it won't change but everyone's gonna get fucked as a result of it so you choose either you change and everyone's lives get better it might be hard for like the first you know couple years or so but in the long term it'll be huge investment payoff but if you're gonna stick with oil and gas it's just gonna as you see with like the economy now, like it's all it was already tanking even before COVID. And it's like it's ridiculous, bro. It's it's some bullshit. It's tough to even think about because it's it's so much that goes on mm-hmm. behind the scenes that even like regular people might but might not be seeing on the news. Um and there's not a lot that we can do, but it's it, again it's all in the hands of the government officials. And it's like why are they pushing major issues? Like they could have solved this in their own generation but the problem is with each generation they just shove their issues to the next one it's like yeah yeah, yeah. we'll just handle all of our money now but you know you'll get all of the issues where the whole mindset of being in politics is like we will solve the issues now so then you don't have to deal with as many issues for the next generation and so on and so forth that's what Mm -hmm. politics should be in my idea but the problem is in politics you know real reality wise it's bullshit they're only there for themselves you'll probably see it's a rare rare breed of politicians where they're actually caring for their you know their citizens and actually being a representative of the country most of the time they're just in it for themselves and the money Mm -hmm. that that's it and the connections as well because politics you have to have so many connections to get into and it's it's ridiculous no there's a reason why a lot of the a lot of officials or uh, government clientele are caught in like scandals mm-hmm. where they're using tax tax money to go on vacations with their families or or buying houses with uh, with tax dollars. It, it, it's it's sad. It's sad. That's ah, that's the problem with it. It's like I don't I don't want to keep on talking about you know politics because this episode <laughs> is mainly about you. <laughs> but no, nah, it's just okay, thinking... man. It's it's understandable at the end of the day. Because like it's just. It envelops literally everything in the world, right? So it's like politics is power, they say. So it's like it, it's bullshit, but I mean we have to we have to handle it at some point, you know. Hopefully everything gets resolved soon. Hopefully, hopefully, because I'm so sick and tired of being at work every day, bro. I'm just trying to see my niggas again. <laughs> bro, yeah, so, it's been a while, actually, bro. I'm so tired. I'm so tired, bro. It's the same thing. Wake up, work, go back to home, and that's it. Every day, I'm like, yo, let me let me just sleep. Let me at least see one of my friends in person. And I think that kind of plays into, you know, how you want to do with the podcast, where it's so much easier having like a connection in person. 
because yeah you mm. can do what we're doing like over the like over zoom or whatever right but it's never going to be the same as you know talking in person you can see how they're reacting seeing things like that and then it's more genuine it's more authentic in my opinion no you put you hit a spot on that's exactly the whole point of it to just be in the moment you mm -hmm. know what i mean and it's like that's what i originally that's what i wanted to do i had a couple episodes lined up where i would meet with a couple of friends we discuss and then you know have fun from there but the problem was COVID was taking such a bad turn where it's like i don't think it's safe so now people have to find different alternatives and like you know zoom zencaster things of that yeah. nature and it's like yeah it works but it's just never it's never gonna be the same it's never gonna be the same it's sad it's sad to think about i know bro i know oh moving on from that though um how do you write down like what you want to write like what you want to do for your episodes like in terms of the podcast uh for the podcast what what mainly like it goes with the the title everything goes mm -hmm. so if one day i was just chilling watching a tv show or i was working on something and a thought popped into my head i would literally just write it down and um I, the thing with the podcast is it would take me a while to actually get the episode out mm -hmm. because I would take so many takes just to see what sounded best because I again I wouldn't take notes it was mainly just the idea and I wanted it to be like free flow almost you know mm -hmm. I didn't want it to be um like as if I had a schedule planned you know but some sometimes you you do need to have that but for the most part, I wanted things to be free flow and kind of just off the dome and to sound as natural as possible. That's exactly how I do my podcast, bro. Because I hate the only things I'll ever write down are like my introduction, like what I did at the beginning, like that intro bullshit that yeah, I was talking yeah. about. That's the <laughs> yeah. only that and the outro are the only things I write down. Maybe I'll have like a couple of jot notes that I ha might have for specific episodes that I want to you know hit on specifically. But besides that, it's like. I hate I hate feeling forced into something that's not me. Me, I'm like really free flow, you know, off the dome type of person where it's like, and that as a, as a result makes it a lot easier to get into conversations. You get to see how people really are like, you know, their authentic self. Where yeah. if you're just writing down, you know, certain things and sending them their, you know, questions, then they have time to, you know, come up with a response and they write it down, make sure it's as, you know, safe as possible. And of course that's okay, but at the but the problem is that especially with my podcast, I want to make it to where I see you for who you are. I don't want to see, you know, your PR team or like just general, you know, typing out some bullshit. I want to see you, your answer. No, that makes sense. Uh, I think even with the way I would hand, I would have handled it in like a group podcast setting, mm -hmm. uh, you want to just get the person. So you, you want to get every single person's point of view and not just go from like, from this topic to that topic and you want it to be as smooth as possible to to really see how someone uh someone might think you know oh um, yeah so to just start off with like one thing and let that be the base and let whatever ideas whatever whatever happens happens essentially you know exactly exactly so i also want to touch on you know you, I remember you tweeted out earlier saying like, yo, streets ain't ready for when I drop music. And I was like, oh shit, I wanna hear this. And then you actually started to drop music. And bro, your music is clean as fuck, my nigga. I ain't gonna cap, I ain't gonna hold you. That shit cold, bro. <laughs> I, I, uh, 
I would say it's it's okay. But I, I actually like I really do appreciate the love because um I mean not a lot of people again like it's when you're in early stages with a lot of things you're not gonna get a lot of listens or like a lot of people listening right um so it's kind of just like a a certain amount of people who are actually listening to the shit but mm. nonetheless it's um it's been good feedback for the most part and i i understand where where i uh make my mistakes and, and this and that mm-hmm. because uh it with music it's it's subjective right Mm-hmm. Um, with a lot of things, it's, it's subjective, and I needed to realize that things that might sound good to me might not sound good to everybody. Um, and I even noticed that certain things that sounded good to me after I took a a certain amount of listens to it, it didn't sound like the first the first track I ever dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, when I finished it with adding um, everything that I did, the harmonies and and trying to get that Frank Ocean sound, because mm-hmm. the necessary the idea I got from the, from that was literally I looked up type beat, right? And the first one that had popped up was a, a Frank Ocean one. So I I took the I took the idea to to make a, ter- a Frank Ocean uh, song. So right, right. I took the inspirations from like Blonde, what I had been listening to for like the whole summer for some reason I don't know why. Bro, and... that album, yo, <laughs> that shit is, bro. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's so good. Yet sometimes it makes you feel emo- like emotions you might not like want to feel, you know? Right, like, bro, I just be chilling, and all of a sudden I just hear si- uh, what's it called, Siegfried. Bro, I'm out of it immediately. I'm like, yeah, fuck. It's, <laughs> it's it's a beautiful album. It's it's honestly phenomenal. I miss Frank Ocean so much, bro. I uh, want him to drop. I remember I heard. I think he dropped. What was it? Dear April, I think in 2020. Bro, that shit broke me. I heard that shit. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I think he dropped uh, Kayando as well at the same time. Or around the same time. I think it was around the same time, bro. Yeah. This nigga does not miss. Frank Ocean, bro? Oh, my lord. No, uh, he he does a great job at, like, expressing... I don't know. Like, you can listen to lyrics, right? And a lot of the times, artists will put a lot into their lyrics. And you can understand it like off base value mm-hmm. but with frank for me personally it takes a while to really understand like where he's kind of coming from you know because mm-hmm. even a lot of the lyrics you 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 listen to it and you're like what is, what the fuck is he saying but it sounds so cool right oh yeah like, it's like when... some people have like those ability where they're singing and you're not pay- really paying attention to what they're saying is just exactly. how they sound and exactly. then you go back and you listen to it again and you're like Oh, he was talking about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. And it just hits in a completely different way. Yeah, and he has a certain way of doing that. And I really, I really fucked with it heavy. So with that first track, what I wanted to do was kind of just implement that. And the first verse, when I had got it down, in my head, of course, it sounded cool. And listening back now, because it's been like maybe two, three months and I've obviously evolved and I found my own sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I can look back and say, yeah, I want to remake this. I, I know where I, where I did wrong. I know what I could do better. And that's just, that's just the evolution of everything, right? Yeah. Like you always start out and then like you go back to it like months later and you're like, man, this shit sounded ass. Mm. Well, not to say that yours sounded ass. Yours still sounds no, great. It's cool. like- no, I actually, <laughs> I, I would prefer if people are honest, you know, it's. 
no, I'm, I am being honest. Like, I actually genuinely enjoyed it. Like, there, my thing is with music is like I really don't like things when are when things are offbeat. Mm-hmm. Like, unless it flows nicely with it, but like most of the time it doesn't, in my opinion. So like when you went offbeat for a little bit, I was like, eh, and then you hit one back on me. I was like, okay, now this shit is hidden again. Yeah. That's literally the only thing that I have to negative against your music. But like no, that I was even only noticed one that song. Myself. Yeah, I even noticed it myself. I was like, the thing with music is, it's 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 been a part of my life since I was young. And it was always something that I wanted to do, but I wasn't that person who would, who like could just make a song, mm-hmm. and like it, I've never been good at expressing myself, you know. So when in 2020, when I started to feel like a lot more comfortable with expressing myself and being myself, mm-hmm. um, and shout out to my friend Kenan as well. He like his music as well, and him being a big motivator to just kind of do what the fuck ever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just took initiative and was like, fuck it, you know, uh, what's what's the worst that could happen? I'm just doing it for myself at this point. You know, if people want to come along on the journey um, or not, it's it's fine by me. Um, but it was just it was just to express myself. And finally, as time went on, I found my own sound. So with first track, right, it was Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. And then it went on. And I was like, OK, this is like a Drake flow okay this is I, I literally went by the type beat it said too so if there was like a drake right. type beat i went by that and mm-hmm. i had like a Sheck west type beat and i went on and went on and one and like the past three or four drops i would say i actually found my own sound uh, which i think is probably like the most difficult part of like being i'd say being anything like a gamer an artist because you always want to model yourself after after other people or people you look up to Oh, um, absolutely. The best thing you can do is literally just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I actually love that mindset that you had where you and Ken, you were like, nah, fuck what other people say. This is what I want to do. God help me if people don't love it, but like, this is what I want to do. And yeah. that's kind of the motivation that I've had for the podcast here as well, as well. Where it's like the subjects that I cover, it's like really, it seems really random. There's not like a real clear focus of my podcast. Mm-hmm. But that's generally because I hate feeling confined to like only talking about one thing. Like for example, I'm a big basketball fan, right? Mm-hmm. But I hate always talking about that specific thing just because A, I know things are, I'm gonna run out of topics, right? Because there's gonna be the off season and nothing happens there. Right. And so I don't wanna, I hate feeling forced to put out content that I don't want. So that's why like the first episode of the podcast, I put out like me talking about how shitty it is to be an OKC fan. And, Damn. But <laughs> I remember that episode actually. Nigga, fuck you and your blazers, bro. I'm still pissed. Bro, I mean, the rivalry isn't really there anymore with Russell gone, but I mean, Yeah, no uh, shit, Sherlock, but <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'm we're just looking forward to taking out the Clippers and moving on, bro. That's it. Yo, streets need them Clippers gone, bro. I need to push my Paul George being garbage agenda again. That bro, shit is way back, too funny. Bro. I need bro. that back. You put money on it? I need no. I just I need that back in in general, bro. Like okay, okay. Like I haven't heard PG slander in a minute because he's been balling. No, bro. Cap. I know, and I'm like, yo, shout out to my nigga ASAP on Twitter, bro. This nigga has been pushing the Paul George for MVP agenda for Lord knows how long. Oh that's, my lord, and I see right there. That's real loyalty right there, bro. He's been saying this shit from time. Like I'm talking about like since what was the first season of the Clippers where he wasn't really doing that well, mm. and then you see him in the playoffs and you're like. Oh, now we got to push the anti-PG agenda. 
and now this nigga is hooping, and I'm like, well, fuck, now, where's my agenda now? <laughs> yeah, like, what can we do now? But, I mean, they, I mean, we'll see when, we'll see the real Paul George when playoffs come, because the pandemic P, playoff P, we all know, is, is a terrible fucking player, a terrible player. Bro, so, I heard the niggas call him pandemic piss, I cried in tears, bro. <laughs> it's actually so sad, bro. Like, I honestly feel bad talking shit about, about him like that but it's like at the end of the day it's just basketball i'm not talking about shit about him like the person no 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 like i hate it like for example lakers fans they were going in on danny green in the finals and of course i'm all for danny oh, green oh i was slander. too bro i, I can't but here's even a, oh no, no no i'm not even saying that's bad everyone's loves slander i do too but the mm. problem is some niggas were threatening his life and i'm like listen it's just a sport it's not affecting you that bad yeah. like relax like niggas were threatening his life his family's life i'm like yo not everything people, is that deep. people have been taking it too far lately like i i don't people feel a lot more comfortable with just shit talking people to like an extreme on the internet now like it's not even just casual it's like okay bro like you don't make the shot uh your mom should die you know what i mean like it's yeah exactly i'm telling you bro people feel so comfortable the moment that their face and name are not on their twitter ad like yeah. the moment that's the case they're just an unknown to everyone and as a result they're like yeah i can do this 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 but niggas always forget that they can track your ip address like they can find out who you are easy exactly these people just don't care enough though like they they, they have millions they make millions of dollars they do what they want for a living like you're at like the bottom of the the food chain for them honestly like the way LeBron like you're has handled them that shit and shit talking them so absolutely and at it's the like, end of the day yeah they're making the money them and the nba are making money at the end of the day what you're doing right now means nothing to them and like the way lebron is handled especially lebron i'm gonna say has handled you know criticisms and you know all of these stupid ass takes about him on twitter instagram shit like that it's actually really impressive because a nigga like me would go all kd on him like I, I'd make burners. Oh, I'm shit talking regardless. Yeah. But like how LeBron has handled it is like the ideal version. But of course, not everyone is like that. So of course, you want to love shit talking back. So I'm more like KD in that situation. But ideally, we should be like LeBron. No, he. I, I don't know how he does it. Um, but that's why he's the goat. You know, I've never seen. Uh, well, there's probably many other like advocates as well. But he is one of like the biggest athletes out there still speaking on on shit and not being afraid to speak his mind which is which is crazy regardless of what everyone's saying about him and he he makes like headlines on the news channels where they're telling him to shut up and play basketball you know it's just crazy see my thing is with lebron it's like i love how he talks about social issues but like i remember when the whole china situation went down when they were talking about uh, the hong kong protest and LeBron really didn't want to say anything. I think he even told Daryl Moore. Daryl Moore was the one who started that whole situation in terms of the NBA in China. Yeah. And I think LeBron told him to like, you know, be quiet or something like that. I I can't remember specifically, but I was like, I mean, you probably could have said something, especially with your platform. You kind of fed more into you know the Chinese government's you know agenda right there. Mm. So a whole lot of people were making not necessarily making fun of him, but like you know rightfully criticizing him for that. So I'm like, yeah, that's that's fair. And he, co- he came out later on saying, like, yeah, I'm not going to speak out on things that I don't know on. And I'm like, that's fair. But, like, with the platform that you have, it's like, of course, you're not obligated to speak about it. But with your type of platform, it would be beneficial, you know? No, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just assuming he probably didn't want to sound like 
uh stupid i guess um just because it's i guess it's on a bigger it's not on a bigger stage necessarily but the issue is bigger than what it seems with the chinese government and say the u.s government say they go into something that happens just because he says something on the internet you know i don't know maybe he was just looking out for himself possibly i think he might have been looking out for himself just you know as a part of that just because he is partnered with nike and nike has a huge part in china and like you know yeah. sweatshops and things like that so a lot of people took it to where he was defending you know uh nike and like you know just pr trying to protect his brand pretty much oh. and i'm like okay i get that but at the same time it's like he, he could have done more is all i'm trying to say like i remember one of my niggas bolu on twitter he was yeah. mentioning that as well and i'm like yeah i mean like of course he's not obligated to speak about it but like it's always better to speak about it. it it doesn't hurt you and it's just bringing more awareness to people especially with such a large platform that you have you know mm. so it's no, kind of similar it's understandable to, it's like how i remember seeing someone talk about it where it's like you're either silent on all social issues like michael jordan or you have to talk about every social issue. And mm. I'm like, there's no way that you can speak on every issue in the world because A, that's gonna be taxing on your mental health and B, that's probably impossible to do. So that's why most people try and talk about things that are that are relative to them or things that they know of in their retrospective area, mm. which I understand, but it's like at the same time, you wanna reach out to more, but it's just like, there's so much shit going on in the world where it's like, you, you can't reach out all at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't even think, honestly, um, you need to be super, like, it's good to be vocal, mm -hmm. um, but just with the way social media is right now, like, it's difficult to not see anything. Oh, like, absolutely. It's it's not hard. So as long as you're able to, like, kind of, like, think about these things on your own and maybe talk about it with your parents or your close friends, um, you don't need to be super vocal or tell social media a hundred percent of how you feel or unless you're you're super um involved or you know the issue really matters to you then then by all means go ahead but i think that's probably the way the way i would look at it to just if if need be i'll go out of my way to to make things known to everybody um when it really matters mm -hmm. but um again talking about every social issue it just takes a toll on your mental health and you kind of forget about yourself too i mean um all these people are going through their own hardships which which fucking sucks bro like mm -hmm. uh free palestine um you know still we need justice for for so many things that are going on across the world you know mm -hmm. indian farmers um it's a lot that's going on but at the end of the day if you aren't taking care of yourself you're not doing anybody justice exactly like you want to reach out to as many people as possible but like the first person that you should focus on is yourself because yeah. like and not to sound like you know narcissistic or anything but it's like if you can't you know better yourself you know mental health wise and it's like how can you reach out and help out other people in the area and like you know around the world because the things that they're going through is only going to harm your mental health it was like yeah they're going through so much shit you know my shit doesn't even compare to what they're going through and it's just a negative toll on both ends you just and wouldn't just, know how to handle it. Exactly. Much. Exactly. Oh. That's what I mean to say. So speaking about vocals, like my segue here, but <laughs> speaking about vocals, um, tell me a little bit of like how, what's your inspiration for music? Like um, any artists in particular that you aspire to be like in terms of how you sing, how you portray yourself in terms of music? 
Um, really right now, I'm just trying to find myself, but I'd say in general, um, I really like Rex Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, he has like a, a really raspy voice, which is soft, but he can like, I don't know, he has notes that sound so full and, and sound, sound amazing. Um, so kind of like some, uh, some, who am I thinking about? Like Domo Genesis, some Anderson Park type of beat? Yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah, pretty much. Gotcha, and, um, gotcha. But like, I'm like, I'm a guy who's like genreless. So I can listen to anything and really appreciate it all. And so like, I'll, I'll always want to do like a little bit of rap or mm-hmm. um, some, maybe some like Kid Cudi humming for like a whole song or something. You know what I mean? It's just the ideas are endless, but I'd say Rex Orange... Mm, I, I I have to go with Drake as well. Oh, of course, uh, Drizzy Drake. You, it's you Drizzy, know the it's Drizzy. Of course, where's of course. the album though? Hold on, where's the, bro? Where's the album? <laughs> yo, nigga, I've been asking this since January. This nigga said, "Yo, January first, 2020, certified lover boy." I'm like, "Yo, say less." And then that shit, it's May now, my nigga, and it's not even here. I'm like, "Yo, come on, dog." You know what? He's smart though. I I know what he's doing. He's gonna drop in the summer. Oh, absolutely. And then it's gonna go number one billboards. Nigga, I'm telling you for the fact, Drake always drops in the summer and it always he always has songs for the summer that take mm-hmm. over the entire summer area. Nah, he's a genius. Every he's time. a genius. I'm not even gonna lie, he's a genius. Hey man, no Drake slander allowed here, bro. Only time uh, I've ever slandered Drake is when Pusha T dissed him. That that's literally the only time. Cause like, damn nigga, you gonna let him expose you like that? That damn. I don't know what he was gonna say. Because what Drake Drake said he was gonna say something that was out of character to him and shit like that. Um, yeah, he was saying like, oh yeah, the shit that I would have said would have made people lose their jobs, you know, break up their yeah. families. I'm like, nigga, so, drop the album then, drop the song. I want to hear this. <laughs> I wanted that too, you know, but it's like, uh, Drake's not that type of person. Like we've never seen Drake as that guy though. You know what I mean? True. If you true. think about it, we've never seen Drake as that type of guy. If anything, he had his beef with Meek Mill. It didn't go too deep. Sure, he talked about like Nikki and whatnot or whatever. But it was it just was way too funny too. Oh my lord. Yeah. Oh. But it, if you think about their beef compared to Pusha's beef, they were getting into you know talking about wives, families, kids. You know, um, mm-hmm. forty having um, an illness. That's you know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's two different levels to look at it and I, i've just never seen drake as that guy and i don't blame him for it but i would i would like to hear it uh, yeah exactly it's like i don't blame you for not posting it but like streets would have loved to hear that just like maybe leak it on soundcloud just just for a day just for a day yeah. and then we would love to hear it oh man yeah but... um other than drake i really like magic honestly like all majority of ovo is like fucking insane mm-hmm. um and hmm, Travis Scott, Travis Scott as well. As of recently, I've been, I've been starting to love Auto Tune in like a different way, mm-hmm. and I'm not really using it in like a Travis Scott way. But the way he uses it is fucking insane. As uh, he's like one of the greatest artists like ever, bro. Honestly, I want to say ever, but I would probably say like of our current generation. Yeah, he's definitely up there. He's. For I sure think he there. will be uh, like ever, bro. Because if you think about it, he doesn't make bad music. One, right? True. Two, his concerts are always lit. Bro, right? Astro World, oh my lord, that shit looks fucking gas. Bro, I wish I got a ticket, bro. But I, was, I woke up late to the, to the fucking sale, so I oh. couldn't even get it. 
Oh, Maybe I'll get like a tough. resale ticket online or something. But so yeah, two, he's like concerts are lit. Mm-hmm. Three, he's like the craziest entrepreneur ever, bro. Like Fortnite deal, PS4 deal, McDonald's deal. I've never seen that shit until now. This nigga now. has his own beard, like his own type of alcohol. I'm like, yo, this nigga yeah. is actually a business mongol. Or to be honest, bro, like, soon enough, he'll probably be, like, Jay-Z level, just the way he's, like, for, he's literally for the people, man, like, oh, he's just the, yeah. he's that guy, you know, he's the, like, you know how Jay-Z has the older generation, he's that for our generation, I would say, almost. In terms of, like, business, or in terms of music, because in business, I completely uh, agree, I, but well, music, eh, well, they it's make a little di- different. They make two different sounds, you know, they make different mm-hmm. music, right? Yeah. Not everyone's gonna make the same music, and I'm not gonna say he makes Jay-Z level music, because Jay-Z likes to talk about business again or his family or um rich nigga shit you know of course yeah so i'd say probably as like just being like a mogul in his own way got you got you are there any plans that you want to take with your music going forward um plans uh could you be more specific like like... oh yeah, yeah like are you planning on like reaching out like probably posting it on spotify you know apple music are uh, you planning yeah. on going forward like a music career as well as doing podcasting or is it just like music is just going to be like on the side type of thing um if anything it would probably be the podcast would be the side thing but it's like mm-hmm. the biggest thing that i'd i'd have going for me right now right um, right but uh in i think june or july hopefully i'm going to be working with uh a couple people um from the city to get like things rolling and like a professional studio so we can get shit on spotify and and actually reach a bigger audience um so yeah i I, I think that's the best plan i heard that they were making like there's a a couple of people that i follow on twitter i don't know how to pronounce their name but it's like x-o-c-h-i-o official or something like that oh uh, from sad sad entertainment yes yeah and i heard that they were building a whole new like what's it called a commercial music space yeah in, right by mccloud like right by chinook mall and i'm yeah, like yeah 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 now that i think about it calgary really doesn't have those type of you know places like la toronto those places are everywhere probably even in vancouver as well yeah but calgary anything, you only... probably need to know the person before <laughs> like before this but with these guys they're kind of just want to be open to to everyone every any creative who wants to just be out there yeah so i think themselves. they're opening it up for like music for podcasting I think they also said for photography as well i'm not too sure about that third one but i know for sure uh music like recording music and then recording podcasts that they're setting up like you know soundproof rooms you know music studios and they're getting like professional you know software engineers and shit i'm like if that's the case i might go there like to record episodes because like right now i'm in the basement of my restaurant <laughs> so if i, I mean, can get like it a- works works you know but i mean oh, if, if the opportunity arises then it's like it's it's an opportunity for everybody to to, to be involved and kind of just better yourselves and better your content right oh absolutely absolutely uh but besides that i mean yeah i think i pretty much covered everything that i wanted to talk about uh do you have anything that you want to talk about you know shout yourself out right now anything um, that you have going on in the future oh get um hey guys make money man make money right now make money now's the time to make money in any way possible you know there's so many outlets even me like i'm not even gonna lie like i haven't had a job for like two years now Mm -hmm. but because of the information that i gathered and um the people i kind of follow i've been able to to put myself in a situation where i 
probably won't need a job uh, ever again if I continue the things that I'm doing. So um, whatever it is, whatever you're doing, um, if you want to pursue it as a passion, you know, go for it. You got to like 100% it. Don't don't half ass it. If it's really what you want, then you got to 100% it. Um, if you really want to make it in the business or just to make money in general, or if you just love to do it, you know, don't let what anybody else says, um, get in the way of your dreams. So, yeah. Hey man, you preach into the choir on that one, but, uh, yeah, you can shout, you can find Godwin on his everything goes podcast. It's on Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, anchor as well, which is, you know, Big shout out to Anchor. We both using that audio software. Big shout out to Anchor. Hey, when first, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, nah, go ahead, go ahead. But Anchor. Um, I need my money. Please, please <laughs> make me withdraw in Canada. Please and thank you, bro. I'm so sick and tired of that shit, bro. Oh my <laughs> lord, I was trying to find out how to get like sponsorships for Anchor, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's U.S. only. I'm like, my nigga, we are next door. It's not that hard. I know it's uh, it's difficult, but hopefully, so- will they? I think there is already in the works to get it to move up here, but mm-hmm. um, the sooner the better, because I need my a lot of people money, are making bro. podcasts, man. This it's just more money for them at the end of the day, so I don't know what they're waiting for. Oh God, I'm like, oh, anyway, so annoying, but you know. Anyways, you can find uh, Godwin on you know the Everything Goes podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Anchor as well. I don't know. Are you on any other platforms as well? Uh, I think it isn't one called Overcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Overcast as well. Yeah, you can find Godwin on all of those platforms. Uh, you can. I'll also link all. I'll link his uh, Spotify and his Apple Podcast in the links down below. Um, I'll also give a link to his SoundCloud page as well, so y'all can stream it, check it out. Shit is nice. Chef's kiss on God. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? I know some chef's kiss. Who does that? I don't even know. I just saw it on you. I think I just saw it somewhere. I'm like, oh, Timmy. Timmy. Oh, Timmy. Yes. Timmy. Timmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timmy, yeah. <laughs> it's Timmy. I was like, I've seen this before. What the fuck? Yeah, big shout out to Timmy, bro. Check out his stream. Oh, God. Too yes, nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, uh, hey, thank you all for making it to the end of the episode. If you want to show love to the podcast, follow me on both Instagram at Most Wanted Podcast and Twitter at Most Wanted Pod to stay up to date on guest features, upload days, and more. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give a five-star review and rating. You can also listen to the podcast on Spotify as well as on YouTube via the Broadhive channel, where not only you can find my podcast, plenty of other top-notch material. Till next time, we out. Easy, y'all.